In this week's market update, inflation is the main focus as markets pause for breath after a strong start to 2023. Inflation and interest rates were the big story in markets last year, and this week they're back in focus, with CPI readings due on both sides of the Atlantic. The US is in the spotlight tomorrow, and investors will be hoping that the downward trend in recent months continues for January. The current expectation is that the headline rate will drop again to 6.2% from 6.5% in December. That will be the lowest rate since October 2021, even if the rate of decrease is slowing. The core rate, which excludes volatile elements like food and energy, is also expected to slow a bit from 5.7% to 5.4%. Again, the pace of decline is slowing as sticky inflation in rents and used cars keeps the rate uncomfortably above the Fed's 2% target. The other key driver of underlying inflation is wage growth, and here too the direction of travel is not as benign as the central bank might hope. Just over a week ago, the non-farm payroll statistics showed half a million new jobs being created in the US in January. The strong labour market is likely to continue to underpin wage growth in the months ahead. On this side of the Atlantic, inflation is more of a problem than in the US, and the Bank of England is behind its opposite number in America in the battle to bring prices to heel. As in the US, inflation is coming down, but not as fast as might be hoped. The consensus is for a 10.2% reading, lower than December's 10.5, but still worryingly in double digits. The expectation and the government's explicit target is for inflation to at least halve this year from its recent peak of more than 11%. Lower fuel prices and increased competition among retailers are pointing in the right direction, but the core rate is only thought to have slowed marginally from 6.3% to 6.2%. Even more so here than in the US, strong wage growth is a key factor in persistently high inflation. Jobs data tomorrow, ahead of the inflation data on Wednesday, are expected to show a small increase in the rate of wage growth from 6.4% to 6.5%. The easing back in the inflation rate should take some pressure off central banks to raise interest rates further, but the peak is not quite in sight yet. Another quarter-point hike is pencilled in for March the 23rd here in the UK, while the US may have one or possibly two more quarter-point rises in store before a forecast summer peak in the cost of borrowing. Anxiety about the trajectory of interest rates continues to be a key driver of stock markets. Last week saw the biggest fall in the S&P 500 since December, as the strong start to 2023 paused for breath. The US benchmark fell by 1.1% last week, while the Nasdaq Composite was 2.4% lower over the five sessions. This was the first fall for the Nasdaq so far in 2023. As well as concerns that central bank tightening may go a bit further for a bit longer than hoped, the latest batch of company earnings in the fourth quarter results season has been a little disappointing. Analyst forecasts are being reined back as we progress through earnings season and it now looks likely that earnings will be between 5 and 10% lower for 2023 compared with 2022. With around 350 of the top 500 companies in America having now reported their Q4 results, around 70% of them are beating expectations by around 1.5%. That's not a great performance because companies try to manage expectations ahead of announcing figures. 
The consensus estimate is now for a 1.7% decline in profits this year, and history suggests that this forecast tends to deteriorate as the year in question unfolds, hence the 5-10% to prediction. So, with the earnings element of the price equation heading the wrong way, investors are just starting to question whether they've been right to push valuations higher over the past three months. The US market is currently priced on around 18 times forecast profits, which looks ambitious in light of the earnings weakness. That's why it now looks plausible that the market may revisit its October low at some point this year, maybe more than once, before a sustainable rally can begin. The market is doing what it always does, by looking through difficult times to recovery in due course. It just seems to have come to the party a bit early this time. The good news is that there's no reason to think that the market should go much lower than the October level. What we realistically face is a period of sideways drift with some volatility along the way. In the bond market, US Treasury yields continue to push higher as investors price in a slightly higher terminal rate for interest rates than they had. More of a concern than the absolute level of yields is the fact that short-term yields are higher than longer-term ones, the so-called inverted yield curve. This has traditionally signalled a recession ahead, and the inversion is currently as deep as it has been since 1981, with the 10-year yield at 3.75% and the 2-year at 4.52%. Higher short-term yields reflect the expected trajectory of interest rates, while the lower 10-year yield suggests that investors expect lower growth and lower inflation in the years ahead as a consequence of today's tighter monetary policy. Another indication that investors are becoming more nervous is a slight rally in the value of the dollar against a basket of its peers. Investors tend to favour the safe haven of the dollar when they're anxious about the outlook. One exception to this has been the Japanese yen, which continues to strengthen from its low point late last year, as investors start to bet on Japan joining its international counterparts in raising interest rates from the low levels it's stuck with for much longer than others. Japan is in the process of changing its central bank governor, and the markets are uncertain how closely the new boss, Kazuo Ueda, will mirror the ultra-dovish policies of his predecessor, Haruhiko Kuroda, who kept Japanese interest rates close to zero and imposed a cap on bond yields long after his peers elsewhere had abandoned this easy money approach. The yen is currently at about 131 to the dollar compared with the 152 it reached last October. Now, inflation is not the only economic data to be unveiled this week. We'll also have house prices and retail sales data to peruse here in the UK, while Europe and Japan both lift the lid on GDP growth tomorrow. One of the key features of the market rally so far this year has been a shift towards China and emerging markets. There's been something of a stampede into Chinese shares as investors have focused on the country's ongoing exit from its zero Covid policy. Investors have bought more than $20 billion worth of Chinese equities so far in 2023 on the back of stronger-than-expected economic data since the Lunar New Year holiday. The benchmark CSI 300 index of shares quoted in Shanghai and Shenzhen is up just over 6% year-to-date. 
whether this is the start of a longer-term structural outperformance of emerging market shares over the US stocks that have dominated returns in the past 15 years or so will be a key question for investors. They certainly enjoy a strong valuation advantage. What's less certain is how much of a growth advantage the investment class can maintain over the developed world. It may be that investors need to look to India to be the engine room of growth in the years to come in place of China. Key to both the growth and inflation pictures around the world is what happens to the oil price. And key to that could be what Russia does. From next month, the country that's responsible for around one barrel in 10 of global supply has promised to cut production by around 500,000 barrels a day in response to a price cap imposed by Western nations. As we approach the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it's clear that the war is likely to drag on, with an ongoing impact on global energy markets. Russia is walking a tightrope over oil sales. It needs to find buyers in Asia for its output in the face of Western sanctions, but at the same time, it can't afford to upset big oil importers like China and India, who are aligned with Russia, but also sensitive to oil price fluctuations. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.